Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, we were joined in the studio by an old friend of the show, been coming mm. in for years. Tommy Walsh, remember from Ground Force. Good old Tom. First time he ever came in, they were building the studio, the little small studio we are broadcasting now. And um, do you remember that day? The yeah. guys were building it. And, Something uh, had gone wrong. He, there was kind of stud partition they were putting up to, for this little studio. And Tommy comes up and he says, well, I'm not sure about that, boys. The look <laughs> yeah. on their face was an absolute picture. Well, he was right. I didn't know what to say. Uh, anyway, uh, yes. we digress. Uh, he's just represented his country as a footballer. Yeah, it's a good stuff. Martin Keown, he, he doesn't do a lot of DIY. Well, I don't think he does. I can't. He seems <laughs> to spend a lot of time snoozing. Most of his stories are, well, I actually fell asleep or I was snoozing on the sofa during the racing. What a great TV critic. Yeah, a big packet of Worthers. Anyway, he, he was on looked, good form, though. He was. He looked at a, a week of sport on TV. And um, what else have we got for you? Oh, just us, really? Yes. Pratting us, about. Yeah. Double birthday spread yeah, for you. That's it. A double birthday spread. And other matters besides. Um, enjoy. Good afternoon, Paul. And before I turn to last night's game, oh, yeah. uh, is it, I'm quite excited, actually, because there's a race meeting at Fakenham this mm. afternoon. And the last time they raced there, I sent the results to Donald Trump. But he said he's not interested in Fakenham news. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I'm great. going now. That's it. It's all yeah. downhill. That would be fantastic. He ran pretty well. He ran really great mile. You know, but that's, yeah. that's faking the news. They say he came last, but he came first. You know, yeah. Absolutely that spot would be good, on. wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah I, think, I think that works. Um, um, so, yeah, um, I've got to be honest, Andy. Uh, the Europa League, when you're not in it, you don't watch it. No, I never uh, that's did. That's what happened. No, isn't I've it, never really? watched it until Chelsea were in it, and it's absolutely fair play. Why? Uh, it's, it's second rate. I did see the. the Champions I did watch the highlights of both games, and did all three games. Watched mm. Celtic uh, Valencia highlights as well. So um, yeah, well, we're going to talk Arsenal. Well, Adrian Clark, former Arsenal player, shortly. Um, there, there, there was, I'm a big fan of Ian Dark, and uh, but there was a funny moment last night. We all do this, but he went. Uh, there's uh, an Anders Christensen and an Anders Christiansen yeah. playing tonight. Uh, they're not related. You think, well, why would they be? They've got a different name. <laughs> so like Cliff Jones is not related to Cliff Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who's Cliff Johnson? I don't know. Nobody. Okay, I thought I'd enough. mention him though. 
<laughs> called Cliff Johnson and Nobody. Uh, they had a player called Benson, obviously known as George, in the dressing room. Yep. And uh, the crowd were mad. They kept singing V-A-R, V-A-R. I think, well, they don't have it in the Europa League. It, no. must, be, it must have been just the chart, but it really did sound like V-A-R. Big fans of technology. V-A-R. And, uh, oh, it's just so frustrating with this bloke, honestly. The, Which bloke? Sorry. Oh, OK. You know, Hudson and you just look at William and Pedro. What, what's Hudson and got to do to get a game? The first half, they were pathetic, the two of them. I know they, in the end, instrumental in both goals, but Hudson and comes on and he just immediately waltzes past two players. He's mm. like Sancho, he's got the same sort of ability and pace. You know, you think, I'll give the boy a chance. You know, these two are going to be gone next year, and so will he probably because he's fed up. I don't, it's so short sighted. I know yeah. he's trying to save his job and all that, but blimey. So I don't think it's the right way to go about it. And it, somebody at the club should be saying to him, look, you've got to play this boy. But, you know, it doesn't seem to be happening, which uh, is a shame. A long way back for Celtic, losing 2-0 at home to Valencia. Yeah, it's it's going to be, gonna be very difficult. Somebody, really. somebody wrote to the Guardian today, this bloke from me, Fife. He said, mm. uh, could those who are able to compress Scottish football reporting into about 60 words in Monday's Guardian reapply their editing skills to English football reporting in next Monday's, thus freeing up almost another seven pages that could be devoted to rugby and cricket? But you think to yourself, well, you know... Scottish football, really, the West Game, probably not worth more than about 60 words, is it? Well, I mean, obviously, there's, there's <laughs> specialist newspapers up in Scotland that, oh, yeah. uh, that are war, war Scottish football. Well, we get the daily record every day. We do. And it's, it's full of Scottish football. So, it's right. probably best for him to read that. And the Scottish Sun, of course, when you're up there, it's all full of Scottish football. So. Hearing there from uh, Victoria about uh, Travis Kaufman, the guy who was uh, attacked by the mountain lion yeah. while he went for a run. The lion yeah. sunk his teeth into his uh, wrist and and uh, yeah. clawed at his face, which I was going to do to Joe during the news there, but uh, while he was doing the sports, <laughs> <laughs> that would be a bit much, wouldn't it, really? <laughs> Just but yeah, he went on, he went off on his run, me off. and as you heard, he, was a, a, he, he yeah. fought it off. Yeah, and, and had, ultimately had to, yeah. had to see it off, didn't he? Just uh, it was it was man against beast. <laughs> but when you have you ever been to Yosemite National mm. Park, man? Have you ever walked around there? I haven't been. Some of the tracks you walk around, they are they say there are kind of cougars, potentially mountain mm. lions there. Yeah, really. So, uh, but they give you a few pointers. One of which is make mm. yourself big. Make yourself big. Make like yourself go- like a goalie. Yeah, make yourself big. Like you take, like you know, <laughs> I did a Bruce Grobler. Yeah. I went through all the different things that goalkeepers yeah. do during penalty shootouts. David hey, would be fine. He could never be mauled. I hung from a tree like it was the crossbar. <laughs> no, thankfully we never saw one. But yeah, make yourself big. Apparently, if uh, you see old... if that's wrong, by the way, don't blame me if you get mauled. That's <laughs> yes, what it said in the sign. Or was it make yourself small? And it doesn't matter. Or was it run? Or was it don't run? It's definitely true. one of those four. It's very true. You'd, yeah. You give people the wrong advice. Yeah. Then when it, they're in that thing, they'll suddenly switch back. They'll think, oh, I remember Paul Hawksby talking about that now. Well, what there's, that, it? there's that famous thing about um, snakes, isn't there? Uh, red before black. No, you know. It's, you, don't stop. But no, you have to know it. Of course you have, you have to, to know it. Because you can find yourself out in the bush one day and you yeah. think, you can't be thinking... Was it red before black? Was it black before <laughs> red? Was it, you know, because in the end, no, you need basically to know you're dead, aren't you? Well, very, very true. Uh, a, a couple of few from the Royal. Uh, uh, Sean's oh, yeah. got to the bottom of it in oh, Derby. Yeah. So it was pretty clear watching Chelsea last night in Europa League. They didn't have a proper Mazzala. <laughs> Too many registers for me. <laughs> Brilliant. Even a, a Trequarista would have made a difference. <laughs> oh, excellent. There we are. That's good. You need to be listening yesterday. I'd say really. that's nailed. That's nailed. Brilliant. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, a couple from the court circular. Uh, mm. The Duke of Cambridge this morning. Pub. 
Uh, yes, visited Mall Barbers, 23 Sheldon That was Street, a nice London. story, that. You see that? Well, I didn't see it, actually. Yeah, on the telly yesterday. I'm about to ruin it. Oh, to learn on. about the Lions Barber Collective, Barber Talk Initiative, mm. but not a haircut, apparently. Well, he did. To be fair to him, the man with a sense of humour, of course. And we bring mm. It is sport, because he's the patron of the FA, isn't he, mm. head of the FA? Oh, yeah. He, um, he said, well, obviously, I'm not in need of a haircut. Well, that's very true. I don't know if he did the search fee gag or the Mick Miller material. But um, that's a nice thing. He does look a bit like Mick Miller if he grew those side bits <laughs> a bit. If he would just grow the sides and look more like a, a comedian, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Anyway, let's tell you about this golf right, story. I'll come back to the other one. We'll come back to the golf story. This is Ben, um, ben de Amund. He plays in the States. He's a South Florida PGA professional, and he was playing on the Web.com's tour uh, Leecom Challenge sponsors exemption at the Lakewood National Golf Club. Far too much information. Oh, None yeah. of that matters. No. But what I'm saying is, he's a pro. He's a pro golfer. Yeah. He makes his living. He wasn't mauled by a mountain lion. Not, the, not on the, the, the first tee. No, okay. no he didn't make himself. Big, or was it small? <laughs> or did he run? Or didn't he run? <laughs> so anyway, he hit his he first tee. Get the, the right information. Really. He hit his first. What's the chance he got some bloke in Smethwick now? He's not going to be attacked by a mountain lion, is he? <laughs> to be getting out of his lorry. From the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going into uh, Kay's Country Kitchen on the whatever. Yeah, go um, Yeah, so it's his first tee shot out of play, right? Yes. Second tee shot, ball goes out of bounds. Third, the fourth, the fifth, and the sixth. It's them all out of bounds. Oh, my goodness. Um, he takes his seventh ball out, finally finds the fairway. At this point, he's, seven, he's 13. 13 <sighs> off the tee. Wow. That in itself is quite spectacular, That's isn't spectacular, it? Spectacular, isn't it? His next two shots put him on the fringe of the green, so he recovered. Oh, fair enough. And he puts it down into uh, 17. Actually, he played the hole quite well, apart from the <laughs> 12 shots. You should be his sports psychologist. <laughs> I should, really, yeah. It, all got, it was a bit of a nightmare round for him. He had a, about four more bogeys. It was an absolute disaster. Poor man. But seven, I mean, it, it must make every kind of hmm. terrible golfer feel good about themselves that a pro can go out there oh, and yeah. shoot 17 and 13 off the tee. I think that's the beauty of the game. Isn't it? That's why people love it when the Open, say, Troon or somewhere like that, the wind gets up. Yeah. And the players it's are... It's a leveller, isn't it? Yeah, you know, that, and the people like that. Um, so, uh, if you can come up with, uh, have you got any war stories of quite terrible holes you've played and scores you have amassed on one hole? And also this afternoon, most dangerous places to watch sport. You may have examples of why that was the case. We'd say the front row at the NBA, for uh, a reason we'll come on to later on with uh, Todd Macklin, where you can just, if you're caught side, really, you're just exposed, aren't you? You're you right are. next to the players. Well, I said to you, NFL as well, you know, you've seen people wiped out by a like, 300-pound bloke wearing a metal yeah. helmet. That's not funny. It's almost like if it was football, you'd be sitting just on the edge of the technical area where the managers prowl, yeah. wouldn't you, really? That's yeah. where you'd be. No, I mean, you got hit by the ball, didn't you? Alan Hudson yeah. hit me full square in the face. I'll never forget it. I saw, yeah. I saw it coming towards me like... It ran down me snorkel parker like that bit from... Kenny. Uh, no, Indiana Jones. Oh, you right. can see the ball running towards you. You can't do anything about it. No. I was only about 10. Hmm. So... Um, put you off the game for life. But, yeah, let us know the most dangerous places to watch sport. Uh, and also, uh, Ariana, Ariana Grande, we're going to talk about her later on. She, she wore a couple at the ice hockey as a hmm. kid. And pictures have emerged of her uh, when she was five years old on the Zamboni machine as the... As the local club apologised to uh, to hitting her with a puck, so hitting her with a puck. Anyway. Very, you know, there's been fatalities at ice hockey. I know, yeah, really yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Um, you got you won an England cap. We understand recently. Well, two, two England two. caps. Yeah, the first one was great. Yeah. Uh, it was my birthday on April twenty first last year. Yeah, and I was asked to play for England against Wales in an international, full international. 
on the 28th of April, mm. so a week, the same week I, I was my birthday. What England team is this? So this wasn't Gareth Southgate who gave you the call, was it? Did it? Well, Gareth Southgate, I think <clears throat> he, he was notified, but I think yeah. he thought I had too much of that old silver hair. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was the over-60s, actually. Mm. Wow. And, um, and I have to say, I really enjoyed it. And it, on, we played at Newport at their ground. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we had the national anthem, you know, mm. all proper standing there, very proud great. moment. Wow. Oh, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I had a, mm-hmm. me tracksuit with my name on it, the three lions, you know, and it was just fantastic. <laughs> and we beat them 1-0, and I was man of the match. So oh, well, done. Oh, well done. That was great on my debut. The second game, we lost 4-1. I don't really want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Who was that against, that one? Against Wales again. All we right. played up at... Um, where the England train? What's that called? That new St. George's Park. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we went up there to play. It was really cold. We played on an in a indoor underground pitch, but it was colder <clears> inside <throat> than it was outside because yeah. it had trapped all the frost. Not, in it's it. not good when you're over 60. No, no, it's not. Is it, really? I'm just thinking during the anthems, they're saying, you turn it up a bit. Just turn the anthems up. I can, I can hear something, but I'm not sure what it is. Um, what a great honour, though. What a yeah. great thing oh, It was you. a bit special, yeah. actually, to, uh, <clears throat> to do that. And I thought life is full of ironies, you know, the mm. fact that you get to over 60 and... Uh, I'm not saying how much over 60. <laughs> 62, actually. You get to 62 and then yeah. you get asked to play for England, you know? Brilliant. Brilliant. Are there any ex-pros, over 60 ex-pros in the team? Or? No, I think they're all at a good level of uh, amateur football, really. Yeah. If The thing I find about ex-pros, because I do play with a lot of ex-pros, yeah. mm. that generally they like to get paid when they play. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, at that age, they didn't really make much when they were as much when they were playing, really, did they? No, that's, that's right. That's fair enough. <laughs> I think at the time it was relevant. I mean, when my dad was, uh, when I was a kid working with my dad, he, the average week's wages and as a labourer was £3.10, uh, so £3.50 a week. The footballers yeah, so more. John, but, you're overpaid. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. But not the kind of huge leap that we see now in no, the wages no, of the average no. guy compared what, to What level did you reach, Tommy? Um, well, I reached a, a good level of, uh, of amateur football. When I was a kid, I was about 15, I got invited to uh, yeah. play for um, Leighton Orient to try for him. Oh, wow. Because I was trained by a guy who was their first team keeper, Steve Bodell, right. back in the day, and he was a good keeper. And it was strange because I watch keepers now and I'm very critical, and I, I was never, yeah. ever taught to punch mm. a ball, ever. Always come a catch a ball. And the whole 18-yard area was mine. Now you see goalkeepers, corners come over inside the six-yard box, they won't leave mm. their line. Mm. And then they they wonder why why they're conceding goals. You've got to go and take that ball you out of the air. You Pravka on Monday night, though, did you, the Newcastle keeper, where he, for once he should have punched, but he tried to catch. And he, they conceded right at the end of the yeah, 94th yeah. minute. Well, so. he was positioned in the wrong place. First of all, you, you as a goalkeeper, mm. you were mm. always taught to be mm. at the back post. So he was halfway in the goal, so he had to go backwards. When you're going backwards, it's easy to stop somebody. But yeah, if yeah. you you should be starting at the back post and coming f- toward the ball, mm. and that's how you that's how you do. But well, how would you have been as a sweeper keeper, Tom? What were, the, what were the old feet like? Were you pretty decent? Could you have been um, sort of uh, Manuel Neuer? Yeah, Manuel Neuer. Yeah, yeah, I was good. I like the old fifty-fifty uh, because when I was playing when I, I was playing in my 20s uh, amateur good standard um, mm. for the old Palmetarians I've got to give them a, sure. uh, a shout out um, mm. when I was playing for them what I used to like to do was as the ball came over 
I'd come out, I was a bit like Jimmy Connors, you know, making all that noise, screaming. Yeah, yeah. So the centre forward <laughs> would take a look at this great big large <laughs> lunatic screaming and decide to slow down on the gas. Wow. Yeah, not bad. You need a sort of Edison star neck tattoo. Yeah, that would frighten people. What yeah. with that and the screaming? <laughs> yeah. That would be amazing. So work-wise, how much, how's your time split now? Are you still doing sort of TV <clears> and consultancy <throat> advising? Are you actually doing any building? How are your days spent? Well, I do. Um, you know bits of media and stuff now and I do the odd bit of filming but uh, there were, we were talking about a new series uh, possibly for the Beeb in the new year but uh, mm. the producer his, his mum's um, unfortunately not well oh, with dementia, wow. so he's taking the time to look after okay. her so that's probably been put on the uh, on the shelf I don't know yet and uh, I'm building a, a rebuilding a three bedroom house for my daughter it wasn't supposed to be for her, yeah. mm. but I made such a good job of it. She likes it so much, she's now taken over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so does, I, I keep my hand in with, uh, with the physical side of it, of building. <clears throat> and, and books and things. Yeah, well. books yeah. and stuff yeah. that I write. Brilliant. Brilliant. And uh, hopefully before I get too old uh, and they'll have me back on the, on the box to do something, because I, I enjoy it and I do yeah. miss giving out the information that... Uh, that it allows me to do. Well, sure. you guys are very good. I, I watched uh, some old Ground Forces again. Charlie Dimmock was on a, a TV show that I was doing some work on. I went back and watched some of the old shows, and they were great. They really stood up. They're right. Yeah, they still heels. stand up today. And the old one with Nelson Mandela when you went and you went <laughs> Don't and talk about Charlie him. like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't resist that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nelson Mandela. <laughs> funny enough, we talked about him this morning um, yeah. uh, doing some radio, and uh, it was a bit special. Yeah. And uh, when, when it was all over and finished, because uh, he was staying with the Clintons in their new house in New York at the time when we did it. And ironically, the Clintons were a backup job for us if Mm. Nelson Mandela didn't go. So um, it was quite interesting. When he came back, he was so pleased with it, he said that that gardening kept him alive while he was in Robben Prison because he had a very small two-metre by one-metre patch of ground that they let him actually garden. Yeah. He said, and if it wasn't for that, it would he would have gone nuts, and he probably wouldn't have been around. Yeah, I've seen that, that garden. Tommy. I went to Robin Island a few years ago. It's amazing. There's a garden, mm. and there was one guard there yes. that looked out for him and would hide letters for him in that garden in the ground, so he could still get access. He just found a kind of kindred spirit amongst the guards, and and it, yeah, it's amazing. It's that little corner right by the window. That's of his it. Cell. Yeah, yeah. Now you know what else happened there on Robin Island. All the the prisoners yeah. uh, were released. And uh, the wardens who uh, were part of the uh, process, mm. they went into prison, and the ex-prisoners became their their guardsmen, oh. their war their wardens. <laughs> Incredible, because uh, it was terrible what they go on. If you was in the <clears> prison, <throat> they would tamper with your mail from your wife and family, and yeah, it would yeah. say that you know I'm off with your best mate now because you're in prison, just to actually persecute them even more. There were some terrible things that yeah. went on there. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. John Motson joins us at 2.30. A man who absolutely loves the FA Cup. Freely says he wouldn't be anywhere without the FA Cup. It was his big break. He loves the FA Cup. And of course it was a giant killing that John presided over that day when Hereford beat Newcastle. And um, can they do it Newport, Andy? Yes. Do you think so? Oh yeah. They, can, they, they beat City. What they could do with it, the pitch has got to be terrible. And it needs to be the conditions that it was last time, which mm. I don't think it's going to be because the weather's improved. And even then, it'd be difficult. But they've got a chance. They've got, you know, they they did enough against Tottenham and Tottenham. I know they're not City yeah, no. Tottenham, but they're an excellent team. And yeah, look, went to a lose. replay, didn't it? They've got a chance, but they're probably going to lose. But who knows? Just a reminder: then we're looking at that game: Wimbledon versus Millwall, Chelsea against Manchester United in the Falls panel with Mark Bircham and Motti. Uh, call us now. We'll call you back to get you involved. Oh eight seven one seven double two double three double four. That's oh eight seven one seven double two double three double four. In uh, Todd Macklin's roundup, we've got two stories of uh, famous people uh, sitting in a place where they could become part of the game, and we're looking at some of the mm. dangerous places you potentially watch sport. Dance says, "I would imagine sitting trackside at the Ice Speedway." Would have been a tad dodgy. <laughs> yeah. Remember the high speed way? Yeah, it wouldn't be ideal. With the great big spikes in the <laughs> wheels, that's true. I wouldn't it? You wouldn't even want to be one of the stewards. Even rally, rally driving stuff. Somebody else has well. said that. Yeah. Sam has said, yeah, watching rally cars anywhere on the side of the track. Of course, we've seen Absolutely, that. I've it's seen true. that before. It's, it's bad. That is spot on, yeah. Um, we also asked you about, off the back of this uh, pro golfer uh, over in the States, who had an absolute uh, mare. Mm. Completely fell apart. His game fell apart. And he shot 17 for the hole. He was 13 off the tee, put so many balls out Poor of bounds. Man. Really? You feel free. And you're telling us about some of your high <clears> scorers. <throat> um, I shanked a ball hard left off the tee, says Jake, and hit the post holding the net for the adjacent driving range. Ball whistled back past my head, hit my friend's bag, disappearing into the open ball pocket. He went happy Gilmore and, and decided to play it where it lay. <laughs> From the bag. <laughs> Ended 12 over. Oh, dear. Yeah, understandable. Hmm. And my golf partner had a hole in one, says Joel, uh, on a par three. Then the next hole, par four, scored 10. See? That's, wow. why, that's why golf There's one there. Up. I can see one there from Jay Van Der Velde. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the, that's a different story in itself, isn't it? Yeah. It certainly is. This is just quite one from Danny. I played uh, a, a Roman B with a friend from work. Says Danny, he lost so many balls out of bounds. By the time he got to the seventh hole, he was searching in the trees for driving range balls, as he'd lost all fifteen he'd brought with him. <laughs> that's spectacular. That's not Keep good, coming, it? then. Uh, make the, the the pros do it now and again, as we discovered earlier on Talksport.com forward slash H and J. Text to 81089 or tweet to TSHNJ. And Kevin just adds dangerous places to watch sport, front row of the sumo wrestling. Now, we heard, uh, talking golf, we heard from uh, Bob Bupker about Matt Kuchar. He said Matt Kuchar's a good bloke, but behind yeah. this quote's not great. We should there. point out what he did, Andy, for those that were Oh, yeah, listening. if you don't know what he did, he won a million... Uh, 1.2 million dollars. Yeah, a million pounds. And basically, yeah, 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 right, one yeah, point, yeah, about yeah, a million pounds, 1.2 million dollars. He uh, had promised the caddy, his regular caddy wasn't there. So what he did was he made an arrangement with a local caddy that uh, he'd pay a certain amount of money for getting so far, a certain amount for so far, a certain amount of money for winning, but nothing like the normal caddy's no. fee. So he ended up, out of a million pounds, he ended up paying this bloke 3,900 quid yeah. as opposed to about 100 grand. So he said, it's too bad it's turned into a story. Yeah, I'm sure. We had an agreement, an arrangement. I thought he was okay with it. Well, obviously he wasn't, wasn't yeah. he? Because he's, he's heard what the normal bloke gets. you know. So yeah. they've, they've given him more. I think he's up to around $50,000 now. So no, he's, he's, he's done a fair bit, which is you know, probably a, oh, yeah. a bit of a life-changing amount of money for a local caddy there. So um, That's true. Now, he's I've done the right double, thing. Because I've had two. I've got a double T20 birthday spread. Mm. It's a bit like the 100. But, of course, I just found the one, and then because I, I went back to that other story, and now... Just one thing, Andy, while you're doing that. Mm. I was just thinking, uh, Dwight Gale has accepted, they say, the two-match ban for diving. But oh, have yeah, we actually good. heard anything from him? Well, no, once he doesn't have to, does he? All he has but to do is, is that, I accept it. Well, don't no. you think that would do him a favour? I mean, it was one of that. It was a terrible... Sometimes you just caught bang to rush. You can't justify it. Okay, what's he going to say? No, he's, no, he's not going to justify it. But you want him to apologise? Yeah, he, basically, I think yeah. it might do him a bit of good uh, mm. just to come forward. I'm surprised no one at a club has said, look, it wouldn't hurt for you to say... It's out of character. That's not me. It happened in the heat at the moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not sure what difference it is. I'm not, not that, that sort of lad. <laughs> as, it, as it stands, it's almost like, oh, I got mm. caught. What are you going to yeah, do? Well, yeah. You know, Next time, you. then, maybe I won't. Fair enough. Okay, yeah. do you want this one? Mm. Go on, then. There you go. It's a double. It's two people. So I think on the first one, it's a bit tricky. I'll give you, uh, let me give you 10 on that one. Second one, a bit easier. Three. I'm giving you a spread of 13 years. You've got to guess these two names yeah. and be within 13 years. As I try and guess their birthdays. All right, then. Okay. And uh, the producer obviously had an error of judgment with the Sarah Cox situation yesterday. He likes it when they're very convoluted. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, so the first one, he's going to enjoy this one. It's a happy birthday yesterday to the Labour MP for North West Durham from 2010 to 17. And now the Shadow Transport Minister, what he was actually, Pat Glass. Hmm. Pat Glass. And I know Pat quite well, actually. He loves watching football at uh, Craven Cottage, but he can only ever stay for 45 minutes. He's a glass half Fulham sort of guy. <laughs> Blimey. Blimey. <laughs> Was that convoluted enough for you, John? Um, Pat Glass. Pat um, Glass. 77. Ooh, 62. Oh, 62. okay. Well, that's it. That's gone, isn't it? Is that no, it? is it? How many years am 62, I there? 62, 77, You're going to get me 13. Oh, it's a disaster. Not, not even, do you want to know the that one just gone, for fun? Yeah, Play, you've, you've bothered. Playing just for pride now. You've, you've bothered to come up with a terrible gag for it. At least I can do is try and guess it's how very short this one. Go on, then. Very happy birthday to the actress Natalie Dormer. Natalie Dormer, yeah. I knew her cousin, Natalie Velux. <laughs> 
That's one for you. Nice. Attic conversions. I, the, the producer went with Nesson. <laughs> Nesson. See, that's well, even Nesson. better. Nesson better. You've been topped by the producer <laughs> right. for a gag. I'm hoping that... that he will when, when he's presenting this show with you when I've retired yeah. Yeah. that he comes up with these every day like I used to he is a bit ten of, a of them the every block, day unfortunately he hasn't realised that's not a good thing yet <laughs> honestly ten every day I used to do Natalie Dormar I, I can, can't really picture it he's 48 <laughs> 32 I'm sorry Natalie if you're listening yeah. actually she might have been 37 Pat anyway, Glass is a woman oh is it yeah <laughs> sorry yeah, thanks, Andy. <laughs> Look, you said you knew him very well. You were clearly lying. <laughs> Dear me. <laughs> she, she's a glass half Fulham kind of girl. Yeah, that, that works then. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time then to look at a week of sport on TV in the company of uh, Talk Radio's very own finest. I like finest, to thank you. Finest, yes. Martin. I like to think that's right. <clears throat> Martin <clears throat> Kellner. Yeah. So, well, uh, what, well I'll start off with a quiz, if that's yeah. all right. Yes. Um, when Manchester United were cruelly dismantled by an understrength uh, Paris Saint Germain <laughs> in the second half on uh, Tuesday, <laughs> yeah. what was it? What was it? What was it? Well, I'll tell you. It was a wake-up call. I was, actually, <laughs> I, was, I was actually doing a count on wake-up calls from the pundits, and yeah. pretty well, I, I, I lost <clears> count <throat> at about 12. Yeah. But it was a wake-up call. It's it funny you should say that, because I was watching a documentary on the world's busiest airport, which is Hong Kong, by the way. Oh, yeah. And the mm. number of times... I stopped counting at 20. When the, that's the problem with being the world's busiest airport. You think, what's the point of repeating this? We get the idea. We, that's why we've watched it. Yeah. Anyway, mm. that's by the by. Did, did you get lots of shots of aeroplanes from Hong Kong Airlines or whichever airline was paying for people to go business class? That's yeah. what normally happens. Is that behind the scenes? Stuff. I never knew that. Mm. Yeah, when you, whenever you see a travel documentary <clears throat> on the TV, mm. the first shot is always the plane taking off or yeah, a true, plane yeah. taking off. Sure. And then you often see one of the plane in the sky, you know, a stock shot of that while the commentary's going on. And that's paid that, for by that's someone. Paid for, that's what we in the business call a contra deal. Oh, OK. Uh, right. It's okay. to do with the flights. Oh, you, know, you can get all your, all your people. Well, I'll look out for that next time, see who's actually <laughs> paid to be the, pl- the aeroplane of choice. I guarantee you, you know, <laughs> the, it, whichever particular stand-up mm. comedian it is that week doing the, uh, doing the travelogue, <laughs> yeah. uh, you will see the plane. OK. So um, did you, what did you make of, did you, the, apart from the wake-up call, did you notice anything from the coverage <clears> of that particular match, Martin? Yeah. I, just well, I thought it was interesting that uh, Sanchez was playing. I didn't realise that. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Second half. That's true. Yeah, great, yeah. isn't it? Um, but no, I, I, I was sort of snoozing slightly. Yeah. Mbappe <laughs> was very fun. Now they do it very well, BT. I have to say, BT Sport, the, you know, Ferdinand's brilliant. Yeah. Lineker's the best. Mm. Um, Darren's okay, you know, does right. the commentary. <laughs> yes. well, he, That's damn him with faint praise. Well, no, he, when he started, I wasn't a keen fan of Darren Fletcher. He just oh, said, I think he's a good commentator. I think, he's a, I think he's a really good commentator. Yeah. When he first started, because he'd come from radio, like all the guys, like Clive Tilsey when he first started, mm. you know, they, they're still commentating as if it was a radio commentary. Mm, right. Yeah, you can over-commentate. You know, yeah, but now I think yeah. he's, he's spot on. And good. Uh, yeah, so no problem with that. Good. Um, I watched uh, Tommy, not, not the film who, by the Who, not no. the film by the Who, <laughs> no. but the documentary about the heavyweight boxer Tommy Morrison. Right? Have you ever seen that? No, I've not seen it. No, Ooh, he was the was he, he a white heavyweight? He was a great white hope. Yeah, great uh, white another hope. great yeah. white hope. Yeah, um, I have seen which, that. I think, which is a mm. huge amount of pressure. I mean, basically, he was um, 
he was diagnosed with HIV, mm. and um, it, that that sort of ended his career for a while, then he came back. He, but he actually beat George Foreman yeah. uh, in one of his fights. Um, but <clears throat> like all these stories, um, it was drink and bad company that sort of... Not the rock band, obviously, yeah. but keeping, uh, keeping bad... You know, <laughs> they they them, weren't yeah. involved at all. Yeah. Um, keeping, you know, keeping bad company that brought him down. And also, he was... He fought uh, Lennox as well, didn't he? He, he did fight. Yeah, but Lewis, yeah. Lennox Lewis beat him quite... Yeah. Uh, compre- I think, was it an early round, first, second no. round? I can't think. quite remember. Yeah. But Lennox did beat him. I'm telling Paul off air. I watched uh, the f- finished watching, and I'd watch over a period of time. The Four Falls of Buffalo. I do recommend. It's one of the best sports documentaries I've ever seen. It's it's about a team that got to four Super Bowls running and never won it, and were considered losers, which was. But now it's been reinvented, and people realise oh, that's a thirty for thirty. Isn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. brilliant. Oh, yeah. So this was an American. I take it he's an American fight. So it was an American documentary. It was it? yes, yeah. it was. It was on um, BT Sport, but um, it was it was a great documentary. Even it was, it was a bit like all these stories. It was sort of Greek tragedy. Yeah, uh, but there was some amusing bits in it. I, mean, I think when you when you're sort of doing the thing about American rednecks, they're always going to be amusing bits. Um, when he was diagnosed HIV, mm. um, you know he liked. People in because in those days it was slightly different. It was considered to be a, a death <clears throat> sentence, and obviously uh, he couldn't get any fights, and nobody would spar with him. And he was told to inform everybody that he'd had sexual relations with that he was now be, he'd now been diagnosed with HIV. Mm. And he set up a hotline in Kansas City um, with um, and basically it was getting more calls than directory inquiries wow. because he had been so active in yes. the uh, in that department. Wow, we um, yeah. Uh, so does that tell you that's still available? Is yeah, it? well, it should be. It was yeah. only on this week on uh, BT okay. Sport. So if you do a search for it, it's it's well worth watching. And certainly if you're interested uh, in, uh, in in heavyweight boxing mm. and, and and the fact that. If you are a white heavyweight, certainly in that era, if you're a white heavyweight, you, there's a huge amount of uh, amount of pressure on you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then his, his mum is hilarious, as these people are. Because I was also watching this week, it's not a sports program, I was watching, by coincidence, on mm. Netflix... Um, abducted in plain sight. Anybody seen no, that? No, I've heard about this. Oh. It's quite, it's quite mm. absurd. I understand, isn't absurd, it? Absurd, beyond absurd. <laughs> and when you see these shows, like with, with Tommy, with uh, Tommy Morrison's mm. uh, mother Diana, Tommy the Duke Morrison, he called right, himself, yeah. simply because John Wayne's real name is Marion Morrison. That's true. Yeah. And yeah, and he claimed to be. Of course, he wasn't. It was all nonsense. But he claimed to be related <clears> to um, John Wayne. To John, John Wayne's right, great, okay. great but he, he wasn't. He wasn't related it's to him top at all. lie, isn't it? Really, to, to it's a good to, lie. To stick with, yeah, yeah. it could be worse. Yeah, um, his mum got him tattooed as a child. His really? mum ta- got, got him, his mum took him to a tattoo parlour. Right. There was tattoos as a child. Later on he had... Was that uh, before um, she won Parent of the Year? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't mum, was it? She had <laughs> him. Sorry? What was the tattoo? Can you remember? No, it was just it was just a sort of an, an image, a picture. I can't remember exactly what it was. Wow. But he, you know, he had that tattoo. Then later on he had bicep implants. You know, there's an accident waiting to happen. Well, yeah. And, and the more you... See, yeah, I'm not Adam. The more you see uh, <laughs> these documentaries of people in, you know, Sponge Cake, Idaho or wherever, yeah. the more you realise how Trump got in. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see you explain <laughs> to yeah. Mrs. Kellner that you've had bicep implants. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure we had about four grand in that account. Oh, yeah, I've, sorry, I've had uh, bicep implants. What for? I, I just wanted better biceps. Yeah. Um, so and I've had a tattoo. <clears throat> yeah. While I was on it... Oh, yeah, um, on Netflix. You've been on it this week, have you? I've been on it. I've been <laughs> totally on it. You're on it well, every I, week. You know, I, 
I get uh, I get a bit embarrassed when I come in here every week. And yeah. Say, what have you watched? And I said tipping points. <laughs> uh, and you actually but, fell asleep halfway through that, didn't you? Let's be honest. I'll tell you what I don't like about tipping point. What is very it? very quickly. I know you're, you're not keen on all the tipping point material. Yeah. I don't. The whole premise. Like, the whole premise. And then the other thing I don't like is the guys who come on and give you a commentary. You know, the little counter comes yeah. down and they're saying, "Oh, it's going left a bit there." Oh, yeah, I think it's going to go into that gap. And then uh, Ben Shepherd says mm, it could be riding. And he says, yeah, oh, I hope it's not riding. And, then, and I think, shut up. It's, like a cr- it's a crown cr- green bowling. Yeah, it's a counter. <laughs> yeah. coming, you know, completely randomly coming down a little sort of... It's, an arc- it's a massive arcade game, isn't it, with quiz questions? Yes, it, uh, yes for the benefit of yeah. people who aren't around you in the day as I am. Yeah. Um, now, you watched Racing in Hong Kong, didn't you? You didn't did. go to Hong Kong to watch it, did you? No, I didn't. And it was interesting that uh, Andy should say, you know, about Hong Kong's busiest airport. This was a bit of a, a sort of PR bit as well. Yeah. I was watching um, the uh, Sky Racing Channel, mm. which I often watch, as you know, during the afternoon. Yeah, mm. a bit of a snooze while that's while that's going. Bit of a punt, a bit of a snooze. But it is interesting. If you it's were, nice when you wake up suddenly you realise you've sort of won twenty quid. Or yeah, case, while you, you were asleep, you were making money while you were was asleep. It Happy Valley. No, Happy oh. Valley is one of the, there's two race courses, isn't there? There's Happy Valley. And the other one, Janty or Shanty, I think it's called. Oh, okay. oh yeah, there's yeah. There's two, the two race courses. Mm. One race on a Wednesday, one race on a Sunday. Mm. But obviously, it's an absolute massive thing in Hong Kong because we know that... Uh, the they love a punt. They do absolutely yeah. love mm, a punt. That's true. Um, so, yes, I was watching this. And I, I thought it was interesting because you watch in the afternoon, mm. um, the Sky Racing Channel, nearly all the ads are for, you know, have you put enough aside for your funeral? <laughs> right, you know, don't... <laughs> Don't sort of shoulder your funeral costs on your children. It costs three and a half grand, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. This funeral service, there's about four funeral service advertised. You get to the Sky Racing Channel at 10 o'clock at night, yeah. and they're advertising Viagra. So basically what they're saying is, if you can make it through the afternoon, there's a... There's horses a, for courses. Yes, in a sense. That's um, right, yeah. targeted uh, advertising. Yeah. Yeah. So the racing was... So I watched this uh, Hong Kong thing. All I will say about it is, if you look at the food at a lot of British race courses, not all British race courses, but not the, and not the food in the posh section yeah. and the stuff that Paddy Power gives you for free. Oh, yeah, marvellous, that is, Michelle that's, Rue. That's all marvellous. Yeah. But the food that you get, you know, with the in coach class... Yeah. At, at the uh, at race course, it is all pretty desperate. You know, mm. it is you, you queue up for ages, and then it's a very soggy Cornish pasty, yeah. mm. which is able to be warmed up in some microwave arrangement. There, those in Hong Kong. They're, Sorry, they don't. No, they okay. don't. In Hong Kong, it looked really good, but it was it, it was still in polystyrene containers. But it looked as it, though it it, it, so. It's well catered, <laughs> well catered, right. and so uh, if you were planning to go to Chepstow next week, go to, <laughs> go to Hong Kong instead. Go to Hong Kong instead. Yeah, yeah. Food's the, way better. Food's better. The flight's a bit expensive, but you yeah. are going into the world's, go, world's busiest, busiest airport. airport. <laughs> it's brilliant. That's true, that's and if true. you can, if you can pretend you're making a documentary and you'll get a shot of the plane, and you'll yeah. fly business you'll class. Probably get there. Yeah, very good point, Martin. You're back. One a.m. You're back at 1 a.m. Oh, is yeah. that it already? Come is on. that, is that prime time in Hong Kong? It's prime time in Hong Kong. That's why well, that's I, watched the, I watched the feature they did, a little feature. I'll tell you, yeah. the, the guy, because it was fun, it was Matty Kelly. Matty did, Kelly. Yeah, he did a feature on uh, racing in Hong Kong. And uh, I thought, well, I'll get myself acquainted with that. Yeah. And then maybe some of the people who listen in Ho Chi Minh City, because a big audience there, yeah. might want to go to Hong Kong. Yeah, it's the yeah. afternoon. It's not quite the afternoon. Otherwise, no, it's well, the afternoon bring... now, Andy. No, no, not oh, now. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's on that. I haven't gone there. It's the afternoon. 
the afternoon. Yes, it is, dear. It's the no, afternoon. Yeah. When Martin is on tonight. That pianist is coming in later to play for us all. It's I'll quite... Make sure you're nice and warm. No, no, by the time you come into the close of your show around five o'clock in the morning, it's nine hours ahead. What's that? So yeah, that's so the it's two o'clock in the afternoon. So you might get, you know, the two o'clock from Shot well, In. Yeah, that's absolutely. And I, we should have live commentary. You're right. <laughs> you should, yeah. It's a good, uh, good point. Great but the way idea. I look at it <laughs> is that I am the sort of prime time, because I'm on from 10 a.m. in the morning till two in the afternoon in that part of the world. Yeah. So I think of that as the uh, swap shop Tiswas segment. Yeah. So I'm the modern day Tiswas. For those in this country, though, it is through the night. You'll be fast asleep. It's through 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. every Saturday and Sunday on Talk Radio, our sister station on the, on digital radio. Thank you, Martin. We'll Cheers. catch you next week. Martin Keller there with a week of sport. Quite a random selection from a week. Not necessarily the... the no, it's not a bad thing. The, no, it's not. It's good because anybody can go for the, the main three or four things that mm. were on this week's sports site. The fact you... you yeah. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Still uh, available, of course, is the H&J... Uh, not the H&J Daily. This is this. The Clips of the Week podcast. You can download the Clips of the Week and listen to those at your uh, leisure as well. So that's us. We return on Monday. We've got a massive uh, weekend of uh, cop sucker as... Uh, <laughs> Dickie Davis once said many years ago in a very well-worn clip. And so enjoy all the football this weekend, and we will catch... That's what he said, didn't he? It's a famous clip. I'm not making it up. I'm just laughing at their reaction. They thought you said something else. Yeah, exactly. Have you not seen that clip, boys? No, you haven't. It's fantastic. He said it live on the World of Sport. He said, let's cross now for the cop sucker. Yeah, I reckon John should get one of those silver streaks like Dickie had before his hair's all gone. The producer, could, he could do a good Dickie Davis. He's got the look of Dickie Davis, isn't he? Yes, he didn't like that. Have a great weekend. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.